Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entire internet. Just any web browser will get you there. I don't know what you're waiting for. Uh, you can ask Jeeves. Jeeves will take you there. Uh, I'm pretty sure Ask Jeeves is still a search engine. You could use literally anything to go to hashtag basketball.com. Go there today and get better at fantasy basketball by going to hashtag basketball.com and by listening to this podcast because I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, as always, is my co host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, you ready for my fun question of the week? Yeah, let's, let's, hear, what is, yeah, let's hear it. All right. If you could take over tomorrow mm. and be the GM of any team in basketball, which team would you pick? Ooh, that's a tough question. I think I have to um, immediately put a little stipulation on this because my answer will would always be the Chicago Bulls as a giant Chicago Bulls fan. But other than the Chicago Bulls, that's a, that's a tough question because like, do you want like a, the hottest team in the league or do you want kind of like a a team with a lot of like long-term promise. Hmm. I don't know. Like I was, you also got to think about like where you're living. Right. So I don't want to live in Phoenix. Memphis would be cool. I feel like I like that Memphis team a lot. Um, I'm a big fan of Denver. I don't know. I think Denver would be a fun team. I don't Portland might've been on my short list until recently. I'd like to live in Portland, but also I, I don't want to, I don't want to be a GM for that Portland team. Huh. That's a tough question, Tyler. It really depends on how you're, uh, how you feel about like what you want to like accomplish as a GM, which is a question I've never thought about my entire life. Well, I think there's just like, a, it's a, it's a very layered question. So it's a very difficult question in a lot of ways, because a lot of these teams are, you could take the pieces from some of these teams and potentially make some deals to make them better. Right. And, yeah. and some outside the box thinking. And we see the teams do this all the time, right? Phoenix added Chris Paul and went from not in the playoffs to, you know, in the finals. Um, yeah. Bulls so. uh, make some deals and now they're uh, a top team in the East. So, yeah. So there's a lot of layers to it. I think it, it would, it's a fun, it's a fun thing to think about. So I, I think I know what teams about. I like. I could list a, a bunch of teams I don't want to be the GM for, but that I want to be the GM for. I think it's a little tougher of a question. Well, you got to realize too, some teams like you're not going to get that much control, even if you are GM. Yeah. I don't want to go to the Kings. I don't want to go to the Knicks. I don't want to go to Phoenix. Don't want to go to Orlando. It's the armpit of the nation. <laughs> the, it's the dick sore of the nation. Well, I feel like a lot of these teams, right, have just been so bad for so long that they're going to struggle to, you know, get them out of the, out of the weeds, so to speak. Yeah, you'd want a you'd want a team that will attract like free agents. Um, so somewhere in California, somewhere in Texas, Chicago, big market. Um, obviously, LA, New York, Boston, big markets. So probably one of those handful of teams because I think you're seeing it in Oklahoma City. There's a huge like seventy point blowout, right? And it's like Oklahoma City is a very small market. People in Oklahoma City they they love they love their team, right? But it's Oklahoma City, all right, and it's a very small market. And now that they're not good, their attendance is very low. And how many people are you know how many free agents are going to want to come to Oklahoma City to play with 
Josh Giddy, who I like, but I'm not, I, I, I don't know who you're going to sign in Oklahoma City. Well, and I guess the question goes to this too. Like, what do you consider a success, right? Is making the playoffs a success? Is you know, being in the finals a success? Winning the championship a success? Like, if your idea of being a GM is you want to win a championship and that's really your only goal, like, I can see why the doing what Oklahoma City is doing makes sense to you, right? Because you're not going to get a free agent and you're not going to get any superstar unless you draft one. So taking 100 draft picks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whatever you want to call that, you know, it's not infinite, but a lot of bites at the apple just makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think that is a good way of looking at it. It's really kind of like a mirror image, right? If you're in a redraft league, you really have one goal. You have your goal is to win the league, period. Like you you don't have any keepers, not worried about next year. Uh, Redraft league, your goal is to win a championship today. Well, if you're in a dynasty league or a keeper league, that really starts to um, change the balance of what is important uh, to you as a GM in, in fantasy basketball, where, you know, normally you might uh, look for players uh, who are just going to help you be the best. You know, a championship is a championship. So if you're if you're competing in one of those leagues, you should. But you, you, you would trade for younger players, draft picks. Uh, kind of forward-looking next two to five years, uh, those guys become more valuable to you uh, in in in, the, in a keeper league or in a, in a dynasty league, um, which is you know what basically Oklahoma City is doing right now. They're just hoarding draft picks. They're they're playing they're playing the long game, man. We'll see if it works. Play the long game, but I like to play the short game. And the shortest game is what what are we gonna do for week eight? Tyler, it's already week eight. Like we're already here. It's like we're a third, almost a third of the way through the season. Yeah, it's going fast. It's going very fast. Um, and you can tell that um, everything is starting to kind of like even out, right? Like it feels like you know we have enough uh, reps, enough shots, enough um time to have looked at all these teams where you got a decent feel for who's playing who's not playing so really the the, there's going to be two i guess variances moving forward one is anybody any injuries or anybody who's out for covid that's going to create kind of a discrepancy in the market where you want to pay attention to the waiver wires uh and try to jump on uh players who would get like a you know so you got Dame out in Portland. Norman Powell's going to play more. Maybe he's on your waiver wire. Maybe he's not. He probably shouldn't be on your waiver wire. But uh, he's going to play more. You're going to want to stream maybe a couple extra players um, when, you know, I think OG and Anobi might be back this week. But uh, that Toronto team's that, that balance is going to change there. Um, you got John Morant who's been out. So you're going to, you know, maybe you gave up on Bain or maybe you gave up on um, Melton. Those guys are going to play a lot more because uh, Ja is out. That's probably discrepancy number one moving forward. And then number two is going to be any trades that happen. And that's pretty obvious. A trade could really change the, um, the outlook of the fantasy basketball landscape. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I think sometimes too, we, we just, we're not to the point yet. We're going to see like just some random guy bubble up without something happening. Right. Like we're not to the shutdown season yet. So, so you mentioned it. Those are kind of really the only ways that things are going to change here for the next what, couple months till trade deadline. Yeah. And once that trade deadline hits, you start seeing the, uh, 
the we are tanking uh, roster spot move. The uh, the basically, I don't. Know, we should give it. We should. It should be like the Poku player, like you know, the guy who's on a team who's definitely tanking. Who's like, hey, that guy's really good in like thirty five minutes. He's kind of crazy. Uh, those guys come out of the woodwork starting in like February, March. Yeah, and the the wilder ones aren't even like the Poku types, right? Because Poku's like twenty. It's the guys who are like. 28 and have never played anywhere but the g league and like they get us shot and they get all these minutes and they're actually somewhat fantasy relevant and we see like one or two of those every year it's it's always wild oh yeah absolutely um and this week eight could go to hashtag basketball.com and go to the advanced nba schedule grid one of my favorite tools on the entire internet really for fantasy basketball you can go ahead and take a look at week eight you got a, I would say, a, a good week to uh, stream because you got some light days. Uh, Tuesday, Thursday, you got your TNT games. Obviously, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, big, big evenings. I like, I like it when Sunday is a little light because I like doing that Sunday, Monday back to back. If you're in a league, we were playing pretty well. Uh, Sunday, Monday back to back with the Bucks. Uh, looks like Dallas is also a Sunday back to back. Uh, there's a guy on the books that I'm, I want to ask you about here, Tyler, but let's start out with the week outlook. Uh, we got five games from the Spurs uh, who are, I think they're, they're playing a little bit better than uh, they have been. Everybody else is four and three, except for Atlanta, Phoenix, and Toronto. Only two games this week. So if you're in a weekly roster lock wig, uh, league, avoid those, avoid those teams like the plague. Go find yourself a, a nice uh, San Antonio Spur to fill up your roster. Let's look at the, what Spurs are available, Michael. Come on now. Don't leave us hanging. All right. Well, Devin, is, is Devin Vassell going to be playing this week? I think that's the, my, my first question, right, is how healthy is Devin Vassell? It does seem like he might miss a few games this week, which uh, makes me unhappy. But to me, Devin Vassell is the guy on this team that I know you've been talking about uh, for a while now, and he's he, he started to maneuver his way uh, I didn't think he would be able to, but he's starting to maneuver his way into, um, you know, more minutes on this team. Oh, I mean, at some point, right. You got to go with the guys you've picked in the lottery and they picked him in the lottery, right. In 2020. So he's 11th overall pick. Um, I think he's good, man. He just, he really needs more opportunity and he's sort of getting it and he's rewarding them with some good play. Yeah. He's, kind of uh, fairly versatile. So I think if he's hanging around on a waiver wire, even if there is kind of a risk that he doesn't uh, maybe play one uh, of the games this week, right? Or maybe he might be in limits minute. The five games is a lot of games to take in this week. So I'm, it doesn't seem like I, I can't find anything that he is, um, you know, like he's not going to play in the next game. It's questionable, right? So I would I'd be willing to take that risk with five games on the on the docket this week. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I obviously if he misses one, he's got four, and he's not really hurting you, right? So um, it's kind of even built in that he can miss one and still help you. And um, there's a good chance that he plays in all five. I, it's, it looks like here. Um, obviously, that can change in any minute, but he's questionable for Monday's game against Phoenix, and um, questionable is usually good the day before. Uh, Lonnie Walker played 30 minutes in our last game too. If he, if Devin Vassell would for some reason get ruled out, um, you'd go for a little Lonnie Walker. Who, well, I mean, Lonnie Walker is kind of interesting in the sense that he's probably going to score a little bit. Um, if he's playing like 30 minutes a game, I could just steal. 
three rebounds, three assists, something like that, you know? Yeah, I think streaming him this week would be a decent choice, especially if you see Vassal out. Uh, Doug McDermott's probably worth uh, picking up and grabbing to, to ride for five games uh, this week. He plays, he's he hits threes, he doesn't do a whole lot. Actually, uh, in a very rare probably the most rare occurrence of all time in that previous game against Golden State, uh, probably why the Spurs won. Doug McDermott finally got a steal and a block. And I, I'm hearing, I'm hearing it here that this is his first career steal and first career block. Well, that's not true. Mike. come on now. <laughs> um, notorious for not getting any steals or blocks. Uh, old Dougie, Dougie McGee, uh, Doug the thug. One block, one steal. He he did that in the final game last season. So shout out to shout out to Doug. Uh, I would say stream him for sure this week with five games on the docket for the Spurs. He got he literally legitimately had twenty steals and six blocks last year in sixty six games. That's hard to do. It's hard to not be able to do more than that. Absolutely. Um, Shea Gilgis is out. Uh, it, so Oklahoma City's kind of like uh, you know falling apart, right? And after that 70 point loss, you, you got to wonder if they're going to kind of like consider reconstructing their, their rotation. Um, but they're desperately injured, right? Derek Favors is out. Giddy's out. Shea Gilders, Alexander's out. Um, and the guys who are getting play time are like Ty Jerome, Trey Mann. Like, I don't even know if I want to take a chance on any of those guys this week. We talked about this Oklahoma City experience, and it was kind of the same way last year, right? It's like they, they just have this way of playing everybody a little bit and not playing anyone a ton, and so it's hard to get any kind of fantasy value unless you know what the coach is going to do on that given night. And, I mean, even guys like Darius Basley, right, he's playing like 28 minutes a game, but he's just like he's a 228th-ranked player right now. Like, he's just not good. Yeah, and like how do you know if Trey Mann's going to get a bunch of minutes tonight or if it's going to be Theo – um maladon like how, how do you how do you know uh is it going to be poku tonight or is it going to be a, a jeremiah jeremiah robinson earl who i i don't think i've ever heard of in my entire life um i would actually not playing that bad actually the only thing i'll say is i, I would maybe take a shot on trey man just because i mean the last three games has been 30 32 26 and so it seems like um and the 26 was the 73 point loss right so um don't don't look at those minutes too hard, but um, with Shea Gill just out, it looks like man is starting and they're going to play him some biggish minutes. And, you know, they just picked him um, in the last draft in the first round. So uh, giving him an opportunity just makes sense. And so if, if Shea Gill just is going to be out a while, um, I would take a shot on Trey man. Now the bad part I, I is wouldn't, I wouldn't even mind Robinson Earl. Right. Because like I, up until like a few weeks ago, obviously I did not, have him on any radar whatsoever but he's getting starts and you know he is fairly young and a, hey, a rebound is a rebound <laughs> well that is true a rebound is a rebound is a rebound um and then like i mean we've seen some some a little bit interesting stuff from him you know he had a two block game he had a, a bunch of two steal games already mm-hmm. um can score a little bit rebound the ball so yeah i mean this is not the worst streamer the minutes are the key, right? Like he's getting the minutes uh, through throughout November, but who's to say those minutes don't just drop off back to like five minutes a game? 
I mean, we saw that with Moses Brown last year, right? Yeah. Sticky play. And then, so they're going to keep doing that too. They're just, they have to make a decision. We've talked about this a couple of times, like this year coming up, they have three more picks at least. And, and it could be more depending on, you know, where teams fall and, and all that. Um, they basically have all young players now. Like the only veteran they have is Derek Favors. Yeah. Who should be on the Bulls? Well, and, and so that's what I mean. So, like, at, at this get him point, out of there. well, and at this point, like, if you're going to put three rookies on there, you got to get rid of three guys, right? Yeah. And so they, they've got to decide which young guys just aren't good enough. And so you got to give them a run, right? But that's the problem. Who's going to get run? When are they going to get run? When is even game to game? Maybe some guy gets a hot hand, he stays in the game, even though he's been playing 16 minutes for the last week or so. I think it's too risky to like figure that out. Right. I'd much rather focus on like a team like Charlotte, right? The Hornets uh, have a lot, a lot of players who are in COVID protocol right now. Terry Rozier, LaMelo Ball, uh, Mason Plumley, and uh, Jalen McDaniels all um, basically aren't going to be able to play pro- basically for the rest of the week, if not into next week. And that means there's a lot of minutes to go around right here. So uh, looking at that game that they played against Atlanta, you got Ishmith, uh, and Cody Martin, who I feel like easily plop into uh, the, the roles needed uh, uh, by this team. Ishmith obviously started. I think Cody Martin's a pretty decent player. PJ Washington got a lot more minutes. Kelly Oubre has been playing actually incredibly well lately. He's now going to be asked to do more on this team with guys like LaMelo and Terry Rozier out. Um, So like that to me, those are the, the real opportunities is when you get like a group of players who are out for COVID protocol, giving, um, you know, someone like Cody Martin, who's definitely on your waiver wire, right? Or even a Smith, uh, ample playing time to to rack up some stats. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I think Ishmith, I mean, they need a point guard. Ishmith's the only point guard left. So I think he's going to be handling 30 to 35 minutes in every single game that they play while those two are in the COVID protocols. Um, so if you need a point guard, you need point guard stats, like Schmidt probably gets you five assists and you know, 12, 15 points a game. Um, that was a good win for them against the Hawks without a lot of their key pieces. Oh, yeah. Um, very impressive. I think the Hornets are better, better than people give them credit for. I think um, that team healthy is a rough team. I, I did go to that Bulls-Hornets game. It was a very exciting game. Uh, and they never – they never really – it never felt like even when they were down, the Hornets never thought they couldn't win that game. And that's kind of a, that's a scary mantra to, to go up a, a team that doesn't think they can lose. Yeah, for sure. Uh, those, that's what makes dangerous teams is the, a team that thinks they can beat you, even if they're down by 20. So uh, you need that, you need that drive. And a lot of these teams that struggle, a lot of these bad teams uh, have this like kind of, they call it a culture of losing, right? Like, you get in the third quarter and you're down by 15, you throw in a towel. Right. Yeah. We're done. We're out. My last one. And so it's always strange to me that they just like stop, stop fighting in some ways, like stop, just kind of give up. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I can put myself in shoes of a really, really, really terrible team. If you're just kind of huffing minutes on one of those teams, I don't know what I would do in that particular situation. 
Uh, Tyler, what, what other teams are you kind of like looking at this week or particular players? Maybe there's some back-to-backs that you're focused on for week eight. Whew. Um, question, you know, really more than anything, I'm probably focused on, you know, those, those Lakers and Spurs and, and neither team really has like a, a lot of great options, but they're, they're on that Tuesday, Thursday, which you got to have some players on that Tuesday, Thursday. Right. And so um, you click over to the Lakers, like, do you want Talon or Tucker? Do you want Dwight Howard? Do you want Malik Monk? Like, maybe this is the game where Malik Monk starts hitting his his shots and going off. Actually, Malik Monk's been not bad for the yeah. whole year. Um, Perfectly. And so, okay. So, obviously, with 10 and 13 games in the two days beside that, like, you're probably not streaming anybody. So, I honestly, right now, like, if I had a roster spot open, I'd probably pick up, you know, a Devin Vassell, a Talon Horn Tucker, a Malik Monk, uh, I need if I needed a block, you know, Dwight Howard. Um, because I feel like those are going to be the two days where you're going to need somebody, right? And then, you know, you're looking at Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back, if you're trying to really win this week and it's going to be tough and, and you got the magic um, in that one. And, well, the magic, they're, a, they're an experience this year um, in a lot of ways. And they've got some some injuries right now too. Um, but a lot of guys that are not really that owned, right? Like Franz Wagner still only owns sixty five percent of leagues. Like he's a guy that should be picked up. Uh, Terrence Ross, yeah, gonna get a lot of minutes right now. Only on fourteen percent of leagues. So we talk. Um, I think we talk about Terrence Ross uh, for the last like five months. We're just like he's the consummate. Like, hey, why doesn't anyone want this guy on, on their roster? Because he's good. Like he's he's standardly relevant. He's just not ex- like exciting. Well, and, and we talk about this, I think, every year, too. It's like the teams like the Thunder and the Magic, like guys don't want them because they don't want to watch the Thunder and the Magic, which is I fine, you know? Like, but I, a, I'm i okay with rostering a guy whose game I don't watch. <laughs> Fair. Should be. Yeah, you definitely should be. Um, yeah, I think Franz Wagner uh, is an obvious uh, pickup there. Uh, Gary Harris is getting good minutes there. Uh, we t- I think we talked about that either last time or two times ago, that Gary Harris is getting some decent minutes in Orlando. You're jumping back on, jumping back on the Gary experience. I, I told everybody that I wouldn't pick him up. I'm still not going to pick him up out of principle. But if you want to pick up and have the Gary Harris experience, uh, the minutes are there. Yeah, and I mean, they're just, they're they're banged up, right? No Isaac, no Fultz, no Suggs, no... <laughs> A lot of guys are out for them, and they're they're not a good team to begin with. Yeah, I mean, there's also uh, a little further south down in Miami. You got Bam Adebayo with surgery. You got Jimmy Butler still uh, out, uh, very questionable for this week, uh, and that's giving uh, making Kyle Lowry you know cover more of the offense. Duncan Robinson uh, probably uh, getting more minutes than uh, necessary. What do you think about Dwayne Dedman though here as a, as an ad with Bam out for probably a few months? Yeah, they said what four to six, or was it six to eight? I have slipped in my mind right now, but they said in a multiple weeks. So um, I picked up Deadman in two two leagues I'm in actually. Um, I feel like Deadman. We've seen Deadman be a, a good fantasy relevant player when he's playing yeah. a lot of minutes. Um, who else are they going to play at five? Like they don't really. I mean, Jay Tucker. Like nah. Yeah, I mean in the right matchup maybe, but like if, if they're going up against someone with the at the big hogging center, plus like. Do you want to give, what is he, 36 years old now? Do you want to give 36-year-old P.J. Tucker like 35 minutes a game for an extended stretch? No. Probably not. Like, you want to keep him healthy for the playoffs, and so um, there's no need to kind of push him. And so I think Devin's going to play, and 
And we've seen, I mean, you just go back and look at the games where Deadman has actually gotten some minutes just even this year, right? He played 30 minutes on the first, and it was 11 and 13 double-double. He played 29 minutes against the Thunder on 11-15. He had eight and seven with three blocks. Like, he's just going to get point. He's going to get you 10 points. He's going to get you pretty close to 10 rebounds. He's probably going to block a shot or two. Yeah. I have that on my roster all day. Absolutely. And he's getting the starts. He's getting the minutes, even if his minutes are going to be around 25. Like, that's – like, he can be effective – in those amount of minutes. Um, I was uh, forget who was uh, tweeting this, but um, I thought it was a pretty good, I guess, comparison for the next month. Do you want Deadman or Daniel Gafford? Very similar, right? Very similar players, but in the short term, I don't know. Like, I think I'm leaning towards Deadman in the short term. Yeah, me too. Maybe it's a, well, in the long term, you got Thomas Bryant coming back. So they might be just be in the exact same position at this point. Uh, fair. That's real fair. Yeah. Both of you, both of them are going to give you decent blocks, decent rebounds. I don't know. Gafford's been up and down, even with playing time. Gafford has been up and down as a fantasy asset this year. Uh, Gafford's fouling a lot. Exactly. And, you know, Deadman can get into foul trouble as well, but I, I, I think I have a little bit more faith over the next uh, two to four weeks with, uh, with Deadman. So if you wanted to bolster up your big man stats, I think Dwayne Deadman's a great ad. I agree. Who else is out there, Tyler? Who, is there anybody, is there any other teams or any other back-to-backs that you're kind of eyeing uh, going into, uh, going into week eight? Teams I'm eyeing going into week eight. Yeah, it's always maybe a, a certain uh, game you're going to be uh, certainly watching this week. Um, well, there's been some – seen some of the teams that have been getting beat a lot win a couple games in a row, so that's been um, strange. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of the Rockets and their six-game winning streak, the Spurs winning four straight, and the Kings winning two straight. Um, so that's been weird, and, and I've been – trying to figure out this Houston team a little bit um, over the last few, few games. I mean, they keep winning and they, they beat the Pelicans. I mean, on Sunday. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's a, a fantastic win, but uh, Christian Woodley, like he's got some life. Whereas in some other games, he didn't look like he was trying super hard. Um, let's just throw it out there. And, you know, so I thought he's looked a lot better. So that was cool. And, you know, Eric Gordon got hot a little bit and, you know, uh, they've got some interesting guys, I think, that are not really very owned, too. So um, that's a team I'm kind of watching a little bit and looking at, like, you know, is is Garrison Matthews going to keep playing? And if so, I mean, like, he's over a steal a game, looking good, played 31 minutes. Um, okay. Sunday, so that's a guy. All right. Man. Yeah, absolutely. That is a that is a human being. Um, quick lightning round. If Cat Daddy Carthony Towns is out for the rest of the week, first off, Jared Jared Vanderbilt should be owned and uh, rostered in every single one of these uh, every single league. So I don't know. That's not really the pickup here. Is Nazi Reed or Malik Beasley worth a pickup if if Cat's going to be out? Whew. I mean, I think we've seen Nas Reed in the past be good when when Carthony Towns doesn't play. Yeah, I think he's worth a flyer, right? Well, I mean, let's look at it, right? In the one game that he has started this year, he had 19 and 7. Okay. That's um, good. 
right? And if you look at Nas Reed last year in the games just that he started, you know, um, he had a lot of pretty good games. Like he had a 15 rebound game. He had, he scored double digits in almost all of them. You know what I mean? He blocked, he had a four block game. He had a five block game. He had a three block game. Like I think just Nas Reed can do a lot of things and he's still only 22. So he's still getting better. And so anytime Carl Anthony Towns is out, I'm, I'm interested in Nas Reed now. Like, I don't think he's going to be like a top 50 player or anything, but he probably was going to be somewhere around that 100 mark while Towns is out. Yeah, maybe even a little bit better. Like the the stats, if if they go to him, the stats will be there. He he's known to be able to do some fantasy relevant stuff, uh, even in you know twenty five minutes. So uh, I think that's a, a great flyer to take if uh, it seems that Cat is out for the rest of the week, which is still questionable. We don't know yet. Yet another questionable for the rest of the week is CJ McCollum. We already got Dame Lillard out, right? Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. had a big game in 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 the blowout um against boston i think a lot of these without dame a lot of these portland games are going to be blowouts without dame and cj that's like 40 shots that need to go somewhere uh on this team so you know is larry nance the guy is Dennis smith jr the guy is there really anyone because like i'm looking at this entire roster here and i don't i don't really love anyone who isn't already rostered uh, other than maybe dennis smith jr just because he'll have the ball in his hands well, yeah, I mean, give me any starting point guard at that point. You know what I mean? Like, and especially if you're looking at the waiver wire and then someone just you're going to stream and not necessarily have to keep. Like, yeah, I mean, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to start. And who else is really a playmaker on that roster if Damon CJ are both out? Like, Norman Powell's not really a playmaker. And no. Covington's definitely not a playmaker. And Nurkic probably the next best playmaker. Ooh. That'd be nice if he, maybe, they start running some stuff through him. Maybe Cody Zeller. Cody Zeller's not a bad playmaker. No, he's not bad. He's not bad at all. But like, I, you know, I don't think when you're relying on big men, that's what I'm saying. Like, so Danish Smith Jr. is going to have the ball a lot and going to be asked to facilitate. And we saw it during his rookie season in Dallas when he played a lot of minutes. Like he he produced some good stats. Now there was a bad field goal percentage with that, but there was some you know, good assists and some good points. And so, um. Definitely in the short term, someone to keep an eye on and, and stream and maybe even hold until some of them they get a little healthier. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. I still think we're pouring one out for our good friend, beautiful Bob Covington. Just can't get it together. I, uh, I don't know if you just, uh, if it's the trajectory of the ball finally did him in, Tyler. You know what, man? I don't, I don't know. I can't answer that question. I've, I'd have to deep dive on Mr. Robert Covington. The weird part is like, He's just not getting that many minutes. Like the stats are actually pretty good. I mean, like he's giving you a steal and a block in 26 minutes. It's just like he's not playing that much. And it's weird. One, like you look at that Portland roster and like, yeah, they have Larry Nance who's taking some of his minutes, but like, why is he not playing a little bit more at the three? I don't know. Can't answer that. Not sure. Covington played a lot of minutes at the three in the past. Um, he you know, shot better in the past. Um, he, he was asked to do more in the past instead of just stand in the corner. Um, but the, I think a lot of that's, I don't know if a lot of that's gone. I don't know if it's a little bit, he's a little bit older injuries, whatever, or if it's just Portland, right. If it's just, you know, standing around, we got CJ and Dame can do their thing. So you don't need to do anything else. Yeah. I mean, 
fits a real thing in the NBA for sure. So it could just be not a great fit for him. And, and it's hard, it's hard to say. I, I, when I watch the game, he, he doesn't look that much worse to me. Yeah. But, um, but a lot of things that Covington does are difficult to spot. That's hundred percent true. Those things are not in the box score whatsoever. Um, I would like I would like to see a change of scenery for him. I, I told uh, I said earlier that I would not I'm not jumping back on the Gary Harris bandwagon, but uh, there's always a Mike sized uh, a, a cushion with a, uh, a divot that's perfectly suited to the to Mike's ass on the on the Robert Covington bandwagon. Tyler, um, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, they're eleven and thirteen. They're about they're ten and three at home and very bad on the road. Um, it will be interesting to see when they get their new GM what they decide to do with this team. And if, you know, Damon CJ missed some time here, missed some time with another injury a little bit later on, like at some point, this like they have one of the highest payrolls in the league, right? Does the new GM at some point try to blow it up a little bit? And yeah, so it's uh, a great way to buy t- some time. Stay tuned in Portland, I guess. Definitely stay tuned um, and definitely stay tuned to the Watching the Boxes podcast. I think that's it for week eight, Tyler. Uh, do you have anything else or anything you want to plug, Tyler? Uh, no, man. December 15th is coming. That's the day that uh, if you sign in the offseason, you can be traded. So um, I think that's when we see NBA trade season really kind of heat up. And teams basically have two months. The deadline's on February 10th. So um, you're going to start seeing a lot of trade rumors and and all that stuff. And so if that's your thing, um, your day's coming. You got about, well, about nine days, nine days, right? Till uh, things really start kicking off. Oh, yeah. We're going to be here for it. We're also going to be here for um, the best day of the year, which is Christmas Day. All the Christmas Day games uh, might do some uh, fun betting on that day. Uh, and if you want to follow myself or Tyler to, to make sure you're up to date on what we're up to you can find me at watch the boxes on twitter you can find tyler at tyler p watts w-a-t-t-s on twitter as well uh, but if we do anything uh that's a little bit like out of the ordinary like betting on christmas day games it's gonna be on twitch tv slash watching the boxes so go ahead and follow or subscribe to that channel so you know when we go live and shout out to all our patrons out, out there patreon.com slash watching the boxes you're all the best you help keep the show moving we love you we appreciate you thanks for listening and we will see you next time